0: What do we expect that the future will hold for us? Our answers are likely to differ depending on our experiences and our convictions. But studies also indicate that our answers will differ depending on our age. Many of these studies indicate that the current generation of young adults has higher expectations of their future prospects than any previous generation. For instance, in the early to mid-2000s, 65% of high school seniors predicted that their lives would be better than that of their parents, while only 4% predicted their lives would be worse. Now, before I proceed, let me say that it is not my intention to take aim at the so-called millennials. I am not one myself, but I only missed the cutoff by a few years, and I recognize a lot of these same high expectations in my earlier self. In today's gospel, the Lord Jesus also prophesies about what the future will hold for his disciples. He has just entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and after driving out the money changers, he is now teaching daily in the temple. What does he tell them to expect for the future? Here are some of the things that he mentions there will be tribulations for the Church. Arrest, persecution, imprisonment, interrogation at the hands of public officials, betrayal by family and friends, which for some will lead to death, and hatred from everyone. But these are just the prelude for tribulations for the entire nation, The Lord tells his disciples to expect wars, insurrections, a nation rising against a nation, earthquakes, famines, plagues, terrors, and omens from the heavens. Now these are the expectations that the Lord Jesus sets before his disciples. He tells them not to expect that they will be better off than their parents' generation, not to expect the best at all, but, in fact, to expect the worst. Why does he tell his disciples to expect the worst? I submit to you today that there are three reasons. These correspond to what we might call the historical sense of the scriptures and what we also would call the spiritual sense of the scriptures. First, the historical sense. The events he describes were actually going to transpire within the lifetime of his disciples, and he wanted them to be prepared. Today's gospel represents only about half of the prophecy he delivers while teaching in the temple on this occasion. A few verses later, he says, "'This generation will not pass away till all has taken place.'" The other books of the New Testament bear this out, that, in fact, these things do take place. The Acts of the Apostles shows arrests, persecutions, and imprisonments of his disciples, interrogation at the hands of public officials, betrayal by kinsmen, martyrdom, first beginning with Stephen and then with James, hatred from all kinds of people, from Jews, from Gentiles, Greeks, barbarians, from public officials, and from crowds. So in the face of these events, he wants his disciples to be prepared. There's a further stage to his prophecy that takes place after the close of the canon of the New Testament. And these are narrated by the Roman Jewish historian Josephus. The nation that rose against the nation was the nation of the Jews against the Romans. And this resulted in a siege and destruction of the temple in 70 AD. Now, The disciples, thanks be to God, were prepared for these events. Those who witnessed this prophecy in the temple all remained faithful in the face of the terrible trials that ensued. And according to tradition, all of them, except for St. John, won the crown of martyrdom. By their perseverance, they secured their lives and eternal glory with Christ. Now, the second reason that uh, the Lord Jesus tells his disciples to expect the worst is understood in the spiritual sense of this text. This is why, in fact, we are reading uh, the gospel today on the second to the last Sunday of the church year. The temple, of course, was long since destroyed and it has not been rebuilt. We read this prophecy today for spiritual reasons. The old temple needed to be destroyed so that the new one, the temple of Christ's body, might be raised in its place. The destruction of the temple is not in event, in the past only, it is an ongoing reality in the life of the faithful. The Jerusalem temple was constructed so as to be a microcosm of the whole world. But since Christ's death and resurrection, and since the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, this old world has been passing away to make for way for the new creation that we receive today in the sacraments, and we await uh, in Christ's coming in glory. The Lord Jesus does not want us to expect the best or to expect the worst. What he wants us to expect and what ultimately he offers is himself. He desires that we await his coming with earnest longing, both in the new liturgical year that will begin in Advent and in glory at the end of the age.